Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I am on this Monday, coming off of a great uh, weekend here in San Diego. Coming off of some crazy bad news, we're going to get into tonight. Um, at least we've got a little bit of good news to talk about today. We're going to take it where we can get it. Hey, um, loved having you guys with us tonight. Follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. We are streaming live right now on The Answer San Diego Facebook page. It seems as though a good bit, if not all of our stories tonight, really uh, involve the the court system in some way or another, whether it's uh, these vaccine mandates or whether it's this disaster that was this horrific um, alleged concert, if you could call Travis Scott's music music and call that a concert. I mean, clearly before these deaths, he was guilty of uh, propagating the lie of being a musician, in, in my opinion. We've got that to talk about. We've got the prosecution has just completely imploded. Like my cousin Vinny talked about in uh, the House of Cards. Remember, he used the, the deck of cards as an that's how it just got so bad today in the uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin courtroom that a detective on the stand actually resorted to lying. But you know what? Quite frankly, this whole case was based on lies. It was it was based on a house of cards. And uh, my cousin Vinny, it, it, w- it would be the great analogy, and we could have a lot of laughs recalling my cousin Vinny, but for the fact that as in the case in the movie, My Cousin Vinny, we got a young man here being charged with murder, looking at having his life completely taken away from him by overzealous prosecutors. Unlike my cousin Vinny, it's for the purpose of politics. So we've got that to talk about and more. Uh, to help us break down all the legal news of the day, because I'm not a comma JD, I may argue like I think I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I may be right. A lot of the times, if not most of the times, if not all of the time, I'm actually not an attorney. So uh, my buddy, Wendy Patrick, will be here to help us understand all the legalities of that. Uh, feel free to give us a buzz, 888-344-1170. There are so many topics today. We will not have time to get to all of them. We are not going to have time to get into uh, the new travel restrictions, probably. But, you know, I will, we'll give a mention to as much as possible because I know you've got a lot of choices on where you can get your information. And I hope that you feel that you get value when you come here. You get good analysis and you also get a little rundown of kind of what's been happening for the day if you've been busy and haven't had a chance to catch it. Uh, the man who keeps me rolling here every day of the week. Joins me now is my buddy DJ Potato Skins. I think they might have left DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Off the manifesto, but it'll be back. Winning, winning, winning. Yeah, it might not be three winnings, but definitely some good news today, Andrea. So I'm going to take it where I can get it with these vax mandates. Well, um, there's good news and bad news. The good news was over the weekend that a Cajun boy named Brandon, who operates 16 supermarkets... Uh, in um, the southern Louisiana and Mississippi, my old stomping grounds. In fact, where he's got these supermarkets is my my initial sales uh, my sales uh, territory. Oh, really? Back first coming out of had of LSU, so he filed a lawsuit um, against the the Biden. Um, I, I hate calling them vaccine mandates because these are not vaccines. They're not vaccines. A vaccine is meant to stop it, to give you an immunity, to stop you from catching or spreading a disease. That's not what happens here. These are shots. Okay. 
Um, more on that later. But anyway, uh, the, the shot mandates, uh, he, his argument was that it will make hiring and keeping employees harder for him because many employees do not want to get the shots or be subject to weekly testing. And that's important to know because, by the way, um, Newsmax, who I love so much, I love Chris Reddy. I'm honored that they have me with a weekly hour um, for me. But let's keep it real. Let's keep it 100, as, as the kids say. The story came out Friday. I'll get back to this this legal case in a minute, but while I'm thinking about it, because there's so much to cover, story broke on Friday, I believe it was, that uh, an email had gone around uh, telling the employees of Newsmax, this is coming January 4, and we're going to honor it, the shot mandates, and then if you don't get the shot, uh, you get tested weekly. So then over the weekend, Newsmax puts out an op-ed, we oppose the, the mandates, here's why. And then they've got all the hosts today saying, no, nobody at Newsmax is going to force you to get the shot. If you want to opt out and get weekly tested, that's okay. Well, that's exactly what the Biden mandate said. You're not standing up for conservatism with that. Come on now. Because the weekly testing, who's going to pay for it? You're going to have to take to either have to do it on the in the middle of the workday or do it paying for it by yourself or taking time out of your own life to do it. And we already know there's a problem with these tests and that there's false positives and it's causing over reporting and uh, over reporting of case counts. And in, in particular, we know that asymptomatic is a bunch of crap. Asymptomatic spread is we've never in the history of this world, nor should we now be testing healthy people. It's ridiculous. So if you're going to be a news outlet, you know, keep it honest, okay, because you're not helping yourself with that. A better argument would have been for Newsmax to say, look, we can't afford $14,000, uh, you know, for every person who doesn't comply, you know, and we're going to join a lawsuit on it. Anyway, so um, just to update you on that. Okay, so back to uh, Brandon Troclair um, from Louisiana. So he filed a lawsuit and a three-member panel from the uh, uh, court said, quote, because the petitions give cause to believe there are grave statutory and constitutional issues with the mandate. The mandate is hereby staying stayed pending further action by this court. The lawsuit argues the requirements conflict with the First Amendment and the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Georgia Attorney General Chris Carr lays out the main complaint in this way. The federal government has no authority to force healthcare decisions on Georgia's companies and its employees under the guise of workplace safety. We are fighting back against this unprecedented abuse of power to stop this mandate before it causes irreparable harm to our state and economy. Um, because, and the reason why I'm quoting Georgia attorney general there is that immediately 11 attorneys general, uh, and now I think it's even up to 26 since this article was written, have joined in on this. This is unconstitutional. What's happening? Did you hear this, Amy Coney Barrett? Hear what this three-member panel came up with here? Uh, Now, the federal government is going to clearly uh, respond uh, with, um, legally respond with an argument that OSHA has the right to do this. And I want you to think about that for a moment, because everything that we're suffering under right now has been in the works for many decades. It was in the works the second we had a Department of Energy. The second we had a Department of Education. The second we had a Department of this. We had a Department of that. Now we got a Department of Labor. All departments organized and established and set up so that they could begin to centralize power over you as the individual and over your business. The second we had something called OSHA. The second we had something called the National Institutes of Health. Anytime anything starts with a national, 
a department of. It's about removing our individual liberties and establishing power into the centralized state. Just like we're now having to fight the fact that, well, you know, the, the, the government, some courts somewhere along the way, rubber stamped the smallpox vaccination as though that's relevant to what's going on now. But every time we've had the government grow, every time government grows, our liberties shrink. And that's something that Tom DeBacaro said on the show many times. And that's what's going on here. And it's hard to argue with that because, because this gives the fact that the OSHA emergency temporary standard was, a, was created in the first place. Under the guise of an emergency, they were allowed to regulate businesses. And how many times have I said, don't tell me that this is, isn't communism. Oh, it's not communism, Andrea. It's only communism when they own the pink slip of the business. Well, in they, if they can regulate that your employees have to get jabbed with a substance they don't want, get tested, or lose their job, it's they communism. It. It's communism. And do you, and do you Democrat voters who spent four years alleging that Donald Trump was a dictator? You got your brain matter back? You got some gray matter? This is dictatorship because, by the way, the Biden administration, as reported by CNBC today, said that the Biden administration is telling, in response to this lawsuit, is telling businesses, you don't have to wait. Ignore what the courts have to say. Force this on your employees. Where's Gavin Newsom? We have we had a, speaking of forced jabs on people. Have we had have we had a new Salini signing? Uh, it's been rather quiet. It's been rather quiet for about 12, 12 days or so from somebody that you know probably carries around a mirror in his back pocket and you know in a in a you know microphone and just you know can't stop looking at himself and getting attention. Why would Gavin Newsom, hmm, right on the heels of getting his last booster, why would he suddenly go missing in action? Hmm. Is he off somewhere on a cruise ship with, with, you know, we know that he's not exactly fidelitous. I mean, is he off somewhere with another woman? I'm just posing questions here. I'm not making any allegations. <laughs> he may be, is he on the down low possibly, you know, with, with the dude? I'm not, I'm just asking questions. I mean, what is he doing? Why isn't he doing his job as a governor? Did he, did, is he not in a hospital room somewhere with, with, you know, uh, in a thruple having adopted twins like Buttigieg? I mean, where is Gavin Newsom? Right? Where is Gavin Newsom? He got a booster shot, and then he went MIA. His wife um, tried to deleted a tweet where she put out basically saying something along the the stupid lines of, you know, um, you know, he's in. A, I can't remember what she said, but it was so stupid. She she herself uh, self censored and, and tweeted it out that you know you know get over it. He's he's working somewhere. No, this is a public figure. He needs to be in public. We're now getting reports. This by, by the defender. Um, which is a children's, um, you know, health organization. Um, there's beginning to get reports um, that, and and this is this is a report. Obviously, I can't verify it, but a report, uh, a source close to uh, Newsom, which I think what's happening is, is I, uh, you know, um, they could be leaking it out to get ahead of it. I'm not sure, but it, leaks are starting to come out that um, Newsom has experienced the same adverse reaction that Lisa Rinna's daughter and others experienced, uh, which is the side effect of something called GBS, which is Guillain-Barre syndrome. It's a side effect of many vaccines, and it can be either mild, 
it can be medium, like in the case of Lisa Renner's daughter. What it does is it affects it, it, it's a neurological disorder in which the body's immune system mistakenly attacks part of its nervous system. And so it can either be mild to medium. Lisa Renner's daughter got it got it pretty bad. She didn't end up paralyzed as a result, but it was it was very severe. Um, autoimmune re- crazy reaction to that, and then 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 the story was she ended up being put on Xanax and told that her panic attacks she was having as a result were all psychological. It wasn't it wasn't craziness on her part. But back to Newsom, um, it, this case can range from a very mild case with brief weakness to paralysis, leaving the person unable to breathe independently. Um, Newsom's office issued a statement saying that it was family obligations. Uh, for why he's canceled his scheduled appearances. That's not good enough. When you are the governor of the largest state in this country, sixth largest economy, when you are a governor who has issued mandates based that involve individuals, businesses, organizations, restaurants, whatever, giving them the power to know my health status, that I get that 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 where I work or what restaurant like in L.A. now or we get in, to know yours or in San Francisco. Heck, yeah, they're now in San Francisco mandating that children have to have Vax passports. Then then what you're doing, you've demanded to know my my health status. I demand to know yours, Gavin Newsom. I want your medical records released. I want to know the status of your health post booster. And it should be, we need to see the reports of it, particularly since somebody uh, made a statement. Let me see who this was. I thought this was brilliant. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Oh, Bobby Kennedy's son. Uh, He came out and said, if it's true, the governor has suffered debilitating neurological injuries following, uh, I'm not going to use the V word. It raises grave ethical questions about his seemingly dishonest efforts to conceal his injuries while implementing aggressive policies to force children and working people of California to endure similar risks. That's spot on. Right? Absolutely spot on. I'm past the point of a break because i got to bring in Wendy because we've got uh, Wendy Patrick, legal analyst. I'm going to ask her about uh, this as well as other hot legal topics of the day. The prosecution collapsing in Rittenhouse. Why has the judge not already dismissed that? Will Travis Scott face charges for this evil concert in Houston and more? Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Just uh, catching up on some uh, breaking news uh, during the break. Uh, CNN is reporting that Astro World Festival Plants had no procedure for surging crowds, so the investigation is on on what happened down there at, for this uh, festival. Um, I, it's hard to call it a concert because if you hear any of what this alleged music sounds like, it'll make your ears bleed. I don't recommend that. Don't I sound like an old lady? Hey, I'm somebody that liked my gangster rap, okay? I still enjoy Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, okay? So don't come at me for not appreciating the cool music. Um, but what happened over the weekend, and I wasn't initially going to report on it, but the more I heard about what went on, the more I've heard about these concerts and what's gone on in the past, um, I think I, and then I saw a press conference today with the attorneys for one of, one of the victims there. I feel like we need to put some a- attention to this because I think it's important as well as other breaking legal news today, what happened in the Rittenhouse courtroom. So anytime it's legal news, I got to bring in the best legal analyst in San Diego and beyond and Wendy Patrick. And she joins me now. Hello, my love. 
always a pleasure to join you, Andrea. Thank you for covering all the right issues. Well, yeah, and, you know, um, I know music is near and dear to your heart. You actually are a concert uh, musician. Um, you may, I, So that makes me wonder if you've ever even, one of my friends on Facebook is like, I've never even heard of this singer. Alleged singer. <laughs> He's a rapper, <laughs> and it's alleged music. Um, have you heard of him, and what do you know of, of these concerts of his in their, in their history with violence? Yeah. You know, I hadn't been uh, aware of, of really no, neither him as an artist or the extreme nature of some of what he apparently deems good-natured physical expression. He calls it raging. It's kind of a contradiction in terms. <laughs> raging, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, qualifies as good-natured physical expression, but it really has to do with, he would probably say, generating enthusiasm and energy. But what it sounds like detractors would say is inciting extreme energy and potential violence, encouraging unsafe behavior. And that's apparently what happened here. I mean, we've seen other kinds of music, other genres. You mentioned some of them. You know, we have loosely choreographed rowdiness and raucous crowds. But is that then foreseeable that something horrible like this, where we have a loss of life and our prayers or with the families of those victims, is it foreseeable that something like this could occur? That's the question people are asking now. Well, you know, when I first saw this, I thought, you know, um, I'm somebody that's straight up. You've done enough legal, you know, segments with me to know that I, I, I don't want anybody overcharged. I don't want our courts used to make a statement. I don't want anybody scapegoated. Um, and in the case here, when I hear that a crowd got out of control, I don't automatically blame the person on the microphone for the same reason that I don't think Donald Trump should be blamed uh, for any uh, bad behavior of anybody at the Capitol. Okay. I don't believe um, that, you know, necessarily, and I, this is where I get confused because how is it me, um, uh, you know, if, for example, if I tell somebody, oh, go over there and kick a dog, you know, and somebody goes and kicks a dog, am I really responsible that somebody went and kicked a dog? But in the case of Travis Scott, in 2017, he was arrested after he encouraged fans to bypass security and rush the stage, leaving a security guard, a police officer, and several others injured during a concert in Arkansas. In another incident, um, he was sentenced to one year of court supervision after pleading guilty to reckless conduct charges stemming from a similar incident at Lollapalooza. Um, He encouraged fans to vault security barricades. No one was injured. So I guess the law does uh, does see it that way, that if you are encouraging people to commit acts of of, um, I guess, um, reckless conduct, that you can be charged. And therein lies the vagueness. What is reckless conduct and should it be criminalized? Because you're right, he's actually pled guilty to minor charges after being arrested and accused of inciting riots. But what does it mean to incite a riot? Like you brought up the analogy of um, January 6th. What, how much do you have to say? What do you have to do? How consistent does behavior have to be? And should Mr. Scott have been on notice after the few convictions that he already has that this type of behavior could be dangerous. The word reckless is loaded because it means different things to different people. So Mr. Scott would probably talk about, you know, having fun, expressing good feelings. Um, But if you're talking about encouraging and participating in extreme behavior that includes breaking the law, um, engaging in in unsafe behavior, another loaded word. I mean, what's necessarily unsafe? But we'd have to go back and see the consistency of how these 
the, the how this behavior developed over time. And it's upon that basis, Andrea, that lawyers may argue this should have been foreseeable given the way you were whipping up your fans into this kind of a frenzy that included such extreme, outrageous, unsafe behavior. I added those last three adjectives because those would be the kind of things lawyers might look at if they can, if they have the facts to prove them that might have prevented a case like this. Yeah, I think one of the attorneys for one of the victims said um, that, um, no, this might have been a legal analyst, he said that if investigators determined that Scott, quote, acted in a way that he knew he was creating an unjustifiable risk, he could be charged with a crime in Texas. And of course, we also have state laws, uh, you know, that that, that differ, that they can differ. Um, and that when it comes to his previous arrest, uh, that it um, will be considered in any type of liability, as will the prior injuries of concert goers and security guards that have occurred at his concerts. And here's where I t- think that that, you know, is applicable here, because I saw footage before the concert of hundreds, if not thousands of his, quote, concert goers that rushed and broke down a security barrier before this concert even started. What yeah, did and, and what was what was interesting about that same footage, Andrea, is it goes to the thing you it goes to your first point of whether or not there's liability for the concert, for the people that put it on, for the for the establishment at which it was held. Because remember, this what was classified as a mass casualty event lasted for forty minutes, mm. four zero minutes, according to law enforcement. So how can, can you even fathom? A forty-minute mm. crowd rush. I mean, we've all seen the black, the Black Friday stampedes. <laughs> I mean, those, those are bad enough, you know. But normally, you gotta get those under control. At least I hope you do. But forty minutes of a surging crowd. How in the world did that start? And we haven't even talked about the injection incidents. Whether that was a coincidence or part of right. this entire thing. Right. We're going to get to that in a second. Um, I, you know, the, a lot of people would be like, Andrea, why are you spending time even talking about this? This, you know, scumbag dude. Um, because I, I, I think that what this represents a cultural issue for me in this country. Um, first of all, getting back to what you were saying, th- this I think it's going to come down to not what, what he necessarily said on the mic. Look, this dude is absolutely repulsive. He stood on a microphone watching this take place for 40 minutes, and this was close to the stage. He saw every bit of it. He and, and his um, ugly, not necessarily on the exterior, Kylie, uh, I, and I'm going to call her ugly because you're an ugly human being, and this has nothing to do with your appearance. You're an ugly human being. When you were, vi- you were taking footage of an ambulance going through the crowd in the middle of this 40-minute stampede and post Posting on your boyfriend's Instagram account while people are literally dying. And two guards came up on that stage and tried to get him to stop and bring his attention to it. He brushed them off and went to the crowd and said, you know, are you guys okay? And gave them the middle finger and they gave him the, and he, and he proceeded. He knew exactly what was going on here. That, in, that is the moment, I think, when what he said on the mic, since he it runs the promotion company Live Nation, he should be tr- criminally charged. And I hope he is. And then I hope Kylie Jenner is canceled and nobody buys a piece of lipstick from her again because people's people died as a result of this crap going on. And and there's something else before we even get into the injection, because it might be related to this. The reason why I'm doing this story, every aspect of this story has to do with the cultural decline in this country from the fact that we've got thousands of 50,000 people rushing a security barrier and tearing it down. Where have we gone in this country with with uh, with not behaving like animals? Right. How about the fact that I don't know if you saw the imagery 
history, Wendy Patrick. It is not a coincidence. He had an inverted cross. He had all this occult uh, symbols going on. Um, this is this is this is evil in our times. And if you're a parent, why do you have? Why would you have your 14 or 12 year old or 13 year old attending an event that is demonic in this manner? Yeah, you know, Andrea, I hate to say that just like when you and I were growing up, parents don't always know where their kids are or what kind of events they're attending. And many parents aren't aware of the extent to which some music nowadays really insinuates and and implicates deviant behavior, occult behavior, all the kinds of things that, that parents would probably be horrified if they actually knew more about, which is why you and I and many of our like-minded colleagues regularly encourage parents to have these discussions and really bond with their children over what it looks like to have a happy and healthy childhood and how many alternatives are available. I mean, there are lots of concerts that don't Mm -hmm. include some of these elements that are just as much fun and where they'll probably even meet better friends and have a better time. Or or even... There, excuse me for interrupting because I want to get again in your point about the injection and then take a break and talk the Rittenhouse case. But you know what? Or how about even this, Dr. Wendy Patrick? How about you be willing to not be popular with your kid? How about you Google, make sure you know what content your kid is getting engaged in. And if you're going to let him go to, to an event, a mass concert like this, that you do a good little Google. And you know what? Be willing to tell your kid no and have your kid angry at you because you want to protect them from going to an event. I have never seen. This, but it does come back to, to him uh, and the, the concert promoters because I've been in some crazy big crowds in Mardi Gras in the middle of the French Quarter. I've been to the Day of the Rock and Roll multiple times in the Superdome and have never seen anything like this go down. There was not proper security. The Houston police chief is coming out trying to say, I had a conversation with them for a few minutes beforehand. This seems to be like this could be a failure of the Houston police department. But what happened with these injections? What the huh? Well, you know, that is thankfully being very heavily investigated um, because that ends up being just something horrifying that, that you and I probably never would have heard of growing up. I mean, you might have heard of crowds and drinking and maybe marijuana, which was, of course, totally taboo when you and I were young. But Oh, yeah. I thought that was so tacky. Yeah, that was so, I thought I it was so tacky. <laughs> I mean, you, I, I can't remember the last time something like this came to light where you actually would go out and fear being stabbed by some kind of a syringe and injected with some kind of poison. But that is exactly what they are talking about. And one concert goer apparently got pricked in the neck with some type of, um, with some type of substance and was actually found unconscious. And I mean, this is horrifying. I mean, it's like, how, how do you wear like bulletproof vests and scar neck scarves? And I mean, can you imagine having to go out almost completely protected because now this is yet another uh, danger that we have to worry about in large crowds? This is something, Andrea, that I do have to say I had heard of going on in other countries, but this is the first um, on American soil. This is horrifying and I cannot wait to hear more about it because investigation is ongoing. Well, it's it's just really, uh, to me, every aspect of this story, uh, it just shows the cultural decline of the United States of America with animalistic behavior, uh, reckless disregard by somebody up on a microphone, you know, uh, it, it, you know the, the demonic, you know, occult um, practices and imagery and um, it's just, and, and just 
you know, my heart does go out to, to the families of those who lost loved ones. And there should be more people talking about various aspects of this and let it be a warning cry. And, um, but we're going to take a break. We come back. We got to get update you guys on what happened in the Rittenhouse courtroom today. It was absolutely stunning what went on there. And I got a couple of questions from this Wendy Patrick on the other side of the break. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. We are continuing our discussion with my favorite legal analyst, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Um, this Rittenhouse case, I don't know if you've been watching it closely. Um, it's almost comical at this point, Dr. Wendy Patrick, um, because every piece of evidence that the prosecution has entered, every witness they've had has been completely blown apart, including today's witness, who was actually the third person that was shot, um, as Grosskreutz, I believe his name is, and he was forced to admit, he tried to put forth the notion that he was kind of like the, the old saying from Michael Brown that wasn't true, hands up, don't shoot. And he was forced to admit on the stand that not only were his hands not up, but uh, Rittenhouse was on the ground on his back and that he was brandishing a gun and in the aggressive posture moving towards Rittenhouse when he shot him. It was it was an auto. I mean, it was like you got to be kidding me. Basically, he admitted that it was self defense. Doctor Wendy Patrick, at what point does the judge say you know charges dismissed? Well, that would probably take place after a significant argument from both sides. You know, it, it reminds me of you know being a new lawyer. We used to say a picture is worth a thousand words, but live testimony is priceless. Because when you actually hear from the perspective of somebody that was right up close and personal to the action, to the firing of the shots, in this case, two deadly, one severely wounding, um, this is something that is very much going to be considered by the judge and the jury. And no doubt behind the scenes, conversation is ongoing. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow, whether or not it's business as usual, calling more witnesses or whether there's been some conversation. You know, it's not unusual in any kind of case, whether it's civil or criminal, whether it's prosecution or defense, plaintiff or defendant, that something comes out that was unanticipated, that maybe despite the best efforts of knowing what everybody's going to say, interviewing everyone, testimony comes out differently. So everybody is waiting to see, given the high-profile nature of this case, whether or not today's events makes a, a big difference in what happens tomorrow. Well, I just found it really disturbing that the d- detective who took the stand after Grosskrauts, by the way, Grosskrauts' roommate was supposed to, was subpoenaed and evidently he fled the courtroom after Grosskrauts' uh, testimony today. Um, the, you know, the detective, um, who whose last name by the same way is um, no coincidentally the same last name as the DA and the mayor. So, I mean, this, you know, the Adore or whatever family is running the show in Kenosha. Um, he admitted uh, under testimony that um, Bruce Croat's statements did not match the video. Um, he admitted on the stand that they did not search Grosskreutz's phone, so they did no they did no search of him to to find out what he said about it, wh- any you know any testimony he made besides what they told him, and their testimony to him was quote inconsistent, meaning he lied. Um, they also admitted the same detective also admitted they didn't have the skateboard, they didn't take custody of the in, enter into custody 
as a as a piece of evidence, the skateboard used by Huber uh, as a weapon. Um, you know, that in combination that we had um, evidence that was withheld, the FBI footage that was withheld from um, R- uh, Rittenhouse's attorneys, um, you know, and overcharging. He was charged for moving guns across state lines. That didn't happen. Um, it, you know, it, it, they, they, they're hiding evidence. They're lying. Uh, you know, it, I just don't in, even understand how this case was brought in the first case, if, if in the first place, but for to push a political narrative about Second Amendment and uh, good guys with guns versus the, the real bad guys of BLM and Antifa. Yeah, you know, every case obviously has to be legally and ethically sustainable, and and that's what prosecutors' offices do. Um, But cases that originally look really good can fall apart. What happens when they start to fall apart is you end up, somebody like you, uh, asking all the right questions. You know, why wasn't this done? How was this done? Um, And those are questions the judge will probably ask, and those are questions that are already rallying around the court of public opinion. You know, we have a very vocal way of expressing um, wanting to know more information when what looks like a good case or a solid case or an understandable, clear chronology of events begins to take the kind of twists and turns that nobody saw coming. Or should they have been seen? And those are some of the tough questions that um, I think the judge is going to handle. And because we're talking about cameras in the courtroom, we are going to get a first-hand view and a front-seat view of exactly how that's all going to play out. And some of the questions you just brought up are going to be the same questions that the judge is going to be asking the lawyers. Well, it just it looks pr- pretty obvious right now. Um, of course, I can't get in the minds of these prosecutors, but it's sure looking like uh, this young man was guilty until proven innocent for a political narrative. Not unlike um, what's his name who, you know, I despise the, uh, the cop from the George Floyd case, um, Chauvin. Yeah. Derek, the Derek Chauvin, Derek case, Chauvin. Yeah. He was considered guilty and proven it and, until proven innocent. We even had elected officials weighing in, which was jury, you know, pressuring the jury, uh, who were not sequestered. I mean, we had, uh, there was evidence that was withheld there that was mitigating evidence that was withheld. Um, all kinds of, uh, you know, we had the medical examiner was pressured. There was all kinds of uh, shenanigans that went on there, all based upon the fact that it was about guilty versus proven and uh, guilty until proven innocent. And that should not be the standard in this country. This man should have never been charged. Um, you know, if they wanted to charge him lesser, maybe involuntary this or, you know, a negligent this, um, that would be one thing. But in first degree intentional murder, there was no evidence to support that. And we cannot have this happening in our country. Meanwhile, by the way, I don't know if you heard this. There was breaking news today. Um, I want to get your perspective on this. We don't have time to get into the Durham investigation, but this was breaking as we went live tonight. Alec Baldwin has come out and said that he thinks police need to be on the movie sets to make sure that the guns are properly handled. When we have armorers on these sets and have since the movie industry started, they are highly skilled people. It's their entire job. Should that be the use of our police force in the United States, Wendy Patrick? Well, well, remember a couple of days ago, the uh, lawyer for the armorer raised the possibility that somebody had planted live rounds in the weapon. So I think what Alec Baldwin is doing is kind of 
sounding off on that possibility because remember it was a cold gun quote unquote when mm-hmm. it was handed to him that was the representation that was made so you know it, it, leave it to a celebrity to make a statement that goes viral and here you and I and so many mm-hmm. other people are talking about it but you're right that would have to be a resource allocation issue um, and thankfully now that we're refunding police departments and some jurisdictions um, if there's a significant issue uh, security is going to have to be stepped up one way or another and I can cannot wait to hear the rest of the investigation that's still ongoing on the set of this rust movie that caused that just mm-hmm. that tragedy. Right. L- listen, I got family in the movie industry, some involved in handling of weapons. If this if the proper procedures and protocols had been handled, it, nobody would have had the opportunity to put a live round in a gun. So this right. is obfuscation. This is excuse. This is excuses. And they're putting forth some crazy conspiracy. Why didn't they just put Elvis on the, the grassy knoll? OK, and, and blame him for JFK's death. OK, because that's how insane that is um, to anybody who knows anything about what's going on. So thank you for being here. I always appreciate you and we'll continue to have you back as more legal cases come about. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, honey. And you you guys don't forget to listen to Dr. Wendy. She's got a show here every Saturday at 6 p.m. So you listen to me Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Then you tune in for today with Dr. Wendy, Saturdays at 6. Going to take a break. When we come back, more topics to get into. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E, and connect with her on ourfreenation.org. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Evidently, uh, tonight, Skins, a man um, was reportedly found shot in the head at the reflecting pool in the mall near Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, so. It's just getting so dangerous out there. You know, the, you know, um, I don't even know where you're safe. Yeah. I heard reports today out of San Francisco because, because you know what? They're willing to leave us with no cops to respond to, uh, any acts of violence, you know, burglaries, et cetera. Oh, it wouldn't bother them at all. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't bother. They they don't care at all. San Francisco, I think they're questioning because they're, they're, they're willing to leave you completely defenseless, uh, particularly in cities with gun control laws with no cops to come and help you if those cops aren't going to get jabbed. Right. And in San Francisco, I heard that they're they're literally um, having uh, having conversations about whether or not they're even going to respond to or even try to get involved with or defend against or charge burglary. Charges. But don't worry, Biden's building a wall around his mansion. Yeah. So um, it's getting really dangerous out there. But you got to get jabbed. Right. It's a, they care so much about your health and whether or not you're able to fend off. A virus that even for the most vulnerable starts with a 99.4% recovery rate. There is no emergency. They, they now are trying to force kids to get this when there is no emergency for children. None. None whatsoever. This is evil in our time right now. In fact, I saw an interview with two doctors today. One is Dr. Robert Malone, who continues, who was the inventor of the, uh, the mRNA vaccine. Who reported today? This was a great interview. Yeah. Um, it, well, he re- he reported today that France has blocked has has um, halted the use of the Moderna vaccine on anyone under the age of thirty. I started to read the announcement from La Parisienne in, in French en français since I took French French for five years, but I was too embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't even speak it. I can kind of understand it. I thought you guys might get a chuckle, but I don't have time to give you a laugh well, over, laughing, over my bad French. you just said should really be eye-opening for everybody if they haven't already got it. Right. In fact, you really should go and see that this is not just this is not just some false report. La Parisienne is, is actually reporting because of due to um, risk of myocarditis and pericarditis in children. Another doctor today, Dr. Pierre Corey, who, who reportedly has treated 200 members of Congress with ivermectin, has said this is a humanitarian crisis in the making in the United States of America. They're literally beginning to kill children. And yes, I'm using that word with shots on children who have a 99.998% chance of recovery. Only less than 500 children have died with COVID, not from COVID in 20 months. Why in the world are you going to allow your child to be a test dummy, to be a guinea pig on an experimental shot when there is no way and it's being pushed out under the experimental use, uh, uh, the emergency Authorization. I was just going to say that they're experimenting on our children. Yeah, and when when there's no emergency, there's not even even if they did get a chance of getting it and and getting it and get giving it and getting it. Where's the emergency? It was supposed to be 15 days to flatten the curve, so our healthcare system was not overwhelmed. We have no healthcare system being overwhelmed right now. Not even close. Not even close. There's no excuse for this. This is all about power. Meanwhile, that's why Gavin Newsom is hiding. I could be wrong. If and if it was wrong. He would be issuing a statement, wouldn't he? If this had nothing at all to do, if his going MIA had nothing at all to do with him getting the jab. I'm and fine. Side this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. He'd issue a statement that says nothing at all to do with me having received any shots related to the vax. Oh, just like you said earlier, if they, you know, if, if it's uh, no longer our, our private, uh, you know, um, ability to maintain whether we're vaccinated or not, then we need to know about him. If I don't have privacy for my medical care, then you don't either. You don't either. Um, there's a lot of talk about, what's his name? The quarterback from Green Bay Packers. I can never oh, remember I'm not a football his name. fan. I couldn't tell you. It starts with an A. Aaron, somebody or other? Anyway, um, you know, they're saying that he lied and, you know, he's about his immunization plan. And this is, first of all, I don't care. I don't care what anybody's status is. Stop telling me whether or not you've got it or had it or, you know, got the sniffles or whatever disease. I don't need to know if you've got jock itch or athlete's foot. I'm not interested. Okay. Joe Rogan. We're not supposed to listen to Joe Rogan. We're not supposed to. Li- what can you Google? His name is going to kill me. Uh, we're not allowed to listen to Joe Rogan, even though, you know, uh, these kooks. Well, let me tell you, Joe Rogan's plan that he took, it worked. Right. I'm not supposed to listen to Joe Rogan who got COVID. Took a combination of medications that worked. Why am I not allowed to listen to that? Why is he a kook? But we're supposed to listen to Big Bird? Sesame Street is is using Big Bird to try to appeal to children? One of the things that Dr. Malone talked about last week. Drew Locke? No. At the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, man. <laughs> you got me in football. See, that's not, that's not a wise move. <laughs> okay, you got to give us his name before the show ends. The 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 crack AK crew can't be caught flat-footed on the name of the Green Bay Packers quarterback. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I will listen to Aaron Rodgers any day over Joe Biden or Big Bird. Okay. Thank you Wendy Patrick. Thanks to the listeners. We'll see you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Oh,